talking with the experts. Um, one of the things that I like, I do want to talk about is uh, another way of just reducing stress, which is really, really super easy, is having a pause in between tasks. So for someone who works in an office, every time you stand up out of your chair or every time you change a tab on your computer, just sit, take a deep breath in and deep breath out. And it gives you that pause in between your tasks, which helps you to realize that one, you're achieving things throughout the day and two, you're just calming that nervous system. What happens often is by the end of the day, you've just gone from, you know, one task to the next task, to the next, rah, 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 rah. you've gone from work to home, to parenting, to partnering, to, you know, being a chef, to being a cleaner, you know, you do all of these tasks and you, you, you drop down exhausted at the end of the day and you feel like you've got nothing achieved. Talking with the experts. Hello and welcome to Talking with the Experts. My name is Rose Davidson from rosedavidson.com. Talking with the Experts is about all things business by business owners for business owners and you can find it on all good podcasting streaming platforms and on YouTube. And today it's my very great pleasure to introduce you to Lucy Butler from Head to Heart Health. And Lucy is a health and healing specialist and the founder of Head to Heart Health, and her mission is to help everyone to calm their mind, energise their bodies, and reboot their life by showing um, you the way to investigate who you truly are. By reclaiming your identity and purpose and letting go of the limiting um, of social conditioning and expectations. Welcome, Lucy, and thank you so much for joining me. And it's such a great pleasure to finally put a voice to a, a face. Thank you. Yes, it's lovely to be here and um, yeah, see, seeing you around a lot and it's nice to be able to sit and have a conversation. Yeah, it's terrific. Okay, tell me a little bit about um, your business journey. How did you end up where you are now? Uh, a few years ago, um, I was working full-time in early childhood education as um, an assistant director in a, in a big childcare centre in kindergarten. And I was a single mum. My son started school and I was just, I just started getting burnt out. I was getting really exhausted. I was getting really overwhelmed. I was starting to get really depressed. I started um, binge drinking on weekends and, and becoming really unhealthy. But the most unhealthiest part of it was the negative self-talk in my head, the, you know, the, the shame and the guilt that I was putting on myself, the way that I was talking negatively to myself was was far more harmful than any of the stuff that I was putting in my body or any of the of the things that I was doing um, as far as overworking or, or trying to do it all. And so uh, my son said to me one day, Mom, if you're a kamochi, which is a little tangible tool we use to teach kids emotions, he said, your emotions would be sad and frustrated. And that just broke my heart for my son to be able to pick up on that at the age of four. And so I decided I needed to make a change. Um, so I, I did, I quit my job and I went and worked part-time and, and started studying. And I, the first thing I started was health coaching. So I learned more about nutrition and about mindset. Um, and that was a huge change for me. That changed a lot um, of the feelings that I was having for myself and, and for my son as well. And then I started getting more into the healing side of things. Um, and when, when I could, when I saw the change that I was making within myself and within like my relationship with my son, I decided that I needed to learn it to be able to help other people. 
So I started my business while I was working part-time. And for the last couple of years, I've been working part-time either in kindergartens, working with kids, or I've done a little bit of um, office management and stuff like that while I've been learning and and building the business. And then this year I went all in and the, I've been doing the business full-time, which has been really exciting. I've had so much more time to spend with people and to put into learning more about what I want to learn to help people more as well, which is which has just been fantastic. Um, the community around Head to Heart Health has been growing a lot and I've, um, I've made some really great friendships, I think, with people because I've had more time to talk to other business owners and, and business people as well um, that I necessarily didn't have while I was working part-time and, and single parenting. Yeah, I've been watching your journey for, you know, two or three years now, probably longer than that. And, um, yeah, it's just gone from strength to strength. So congratulations. So um, we're going to be talking a little bit about healthy habits and um, easy planning tools to reduce stress and to give people more time for doing the things that would benefit them. So I guess we could start with, you know, could you, you know, just list a few of the healthy habits and, and how we can plan to do those? Yeah, absolutely. Um, healthy, healthy habits don't have to take a long time, but as all habits, they have to they have to be created over a certain amount of time for them to become really natural. So what I find when I work with people is, um, you know, they get really excited about creating these new healthy habits, but we need to start them off, at, you know, one at a time or two at a time so that they are achievable for them and, and not overwhelming in any way. A really healthy habit that I found has worked for me and a lot of other people is is meditation so just and meditation for some people it's as it's as you know a two minutes just two minutes of counting your breath it could be um you know just counting four breaths like the for the for the count of four in and for the count of four out and just doing four of those so for some people it can be really short for some people it's going for a walk every day and just having some quiet time to themselves um, I've had some clients who, who was just drinking a nice hot cup of tea in their backyard and watching their chickens, you know, forage in the garden or, or just walking around and looking at all of their flowers that they've grown. For, for, so meditation can come in so many different ways, but it's the stopping and, and being still and calming down and, and just slow, low, slowing down the breath that helps the nervous system and it helps reduce that stress. And it's a habit that you can do at any time of the day um you know you don't have to do it in the morning or you have to do it straight away after work or anything you can do it at any time on your lunch break so it's a really healthy habit that helps people to just just come back to themselves ground themselves a little bit and reduce that stress levels um movement is another really healthy habit so it could be, uh, you know, just five minutes of stretching, 10 minutes of stretching. It could be, you know, a 20 minute um, high intensity workout, going to the gym, walking with friends, going for a swim, um, dancing in the kitchen, any sort of type of movement, because our bodies just need to move and, and get that energy flowing through us. So that's a really healthy movement. Um, and one of the other healthy habits that I talk to people a lot about is meal planning. So a lot of people hate the idea of meal planning because they think that it seems too rigid or it's going to take too much time. But when you have the right tools and you get into the, you know, get into the swing of things, it actually saves you time every day. It saves you 
um, the stress of trying to work out what you're having for dinner and when you have to go and get the ingredients. And, and even stopping at the supermarket on the way home from work can be stressful for people because they're exhausted and they just want to get home and they don't want to have to put up with the crowds at the supermarket or, you know, um, um, you know, trying to work, work, work their way through that supermarket and make that decision for what they have to buy. So meal planning can be a really healthy habit that can help reduce that stress and save you time. I used to hate supermarket shopping, um, even when I, you know, when I was well, and uh, now I do it online, and yeah. it's um, it's still stressful though. Try and do your shopping online, even because you know you think, oh, what am I going to have this week to eat? And yeah, so meal planning, you know, is um, is a good idea actually. I hadn't really thought about planning meals. I mean, my husband does the cooking, and he's a um, creature of habit, so we just tend to eat the same stuff every day or like not every day but yeah. the same day every week yeah, every so, week yeah yeah so yeah, yeah I, I try and buy ingredients that we can mix it up a little bit <laughs> <laughs> what i found and this might work for you too rose is that monday to friday when we're a little bit busier and we don't want to have meals that take too long or we don't want to overthink things or or increase that decision fatigue as i call it we might have you know, maybe 10, 10 or so meals that we choose from and we do them during Monday to Friday. And then on the weekend, say like we might choose Sundays where we have that little bit of time, we look at new recipes and we try new foods and, and we create, have a little bit of that creativity and experimentation on the weekend when we, we feel a lot more relaxed. And, you know, if it's going to take us a little bit extra time to learn how to rub some beautiful spices under some chicken skin before we slow cook it we can do that on a weekend yeah it sounds like a good idea actually so what about the people who are um you know physically challenged to be able to do movement um i know for myself i um have um problems with walking around any great distance so you know what are sort of the things that people could do that are you know sort of chair bound or or bed bound even Absolutely. There's, there has been um, some great, um, like, um, people making chair yoga. So chair yoga is like so different stretches and stuff that you can do from sitting in the chair. Um, I know for me, I actually fell over a few years ago and I threw out my hip, my knee and my ankle all on my right leg. <laughs> so all on the same leg, they all like sprained, dislocated or twisted in some way that was uh, quite painful and it took me quite a while to regain that strength and mobility in my leg and so every morning I would do upper body exercises so upper body weights or upper body strength like might have been sit-ups or, or push-ups or anything like that and then um, you know weights and stuff and my upper body became really really strong and it wasn't in, you know until I gained that mobility back in my leg that I started walking slowly and, and gaining that strength back. Um, I think there you know being in the water is a really good one for people who do have chronic pain or have um, low mobility in their joints because it's, you know, it does take a lot of that pressure off of the joints being in the water. Um, you know, I go down to the pool. My dad is 72. He goes and swims, you know, 20 laps of the local pool every morning. And he has a couple of mates that do the same thing. Some of them are older than him. Some of them are a little bit younger. Um, but once a year, he swims 70 laps or his age. He'll swim his age. So this year, he'll swim 73 laps once, once a year. Um, 
but they have people who will go down and, you know, my dad swims so slowly, I could swim three laps to his one, but then he's got friends that they just do some walking in the pool and they just gently, you know, they're just gently walking through the water and, and having that low impact walk in the water. Others just, you know, have a flotation device and just slowly go through. So it, depending on your level of movement, there is something that you could probably find that will help. And even if you're targeting, you know, if you've got low, if you've got bad hips, you, you're targeting your upper body. If you've got, you know, bad elbows or something, you might be doing things for your lower body. It just depends on where you're at with your physical health. Yeah. Yeah, they're really good, um, really good ideas there. Yeah. I hadn't thought about upper body work, but um, yeah, I might just sit here and lift my weights. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> well, and, and I've had clients who have, you know, the same thing, very um, have had problems with their hips or their knees or arthritis in their feet. And yeah, I've just said to them, even if you just grab a couple of soup cans and just, and you just, when you're watching TV or you might be, you know, like reading a book, you can hold your book, you can go like this with a couple of soup cans. And you, and the thing is with exercise, even if it's 10 minutes a day, it's better than no minutes a day. And you're getting, you are getting some of that mind muscle connection and your body is getting that movement that it needs. Yeah, I've heard, um, you know, that a healthy body is supposed to have a healthy mind. But, it, you know, does that, is that always the case? Um, for me, I very much advocate that the health, the happiness comes before the health. So the, that the mind is very much the most important part of being healthy. Because I also think that once your mind's healthy, when, when your stress levels are, lo are lower and, and you've got that calmer, healthier mind, you tend to feel more energetic. You tend to feel more motivated to move. You tend to want to, you know, you, you tend to want to be active. You tend to want to be involved in things a lot more. Um, when your mind's not healthy, that's when you look at, you know, sitting on the couch and binge watching Netflix or snacking on junk food and or drinking too much and those sorts of things. Because I've, I've, what I find with the people I work with is that they often try to match their activity to their mood level. So if they're feeling depressed, they'll eat food that that matches depression. If they're feeling happy and energetic, then they will, you know, they're more likely to grab a bottle of water and go for a walk. So that mindset stuff definitely comes first for me, I think. Yeah. So we, we know, do you um, in your business, you know, obviously head to heart health, you uh, help your clients through, you know, say if they're depressed or, or um, you know, have some sort of challenge with their feelings um so do you help them through that to be able to uh, align their mental health with their physical health absolutely yeah absolutely that's my main um the main thing that i work with people is balancing that emotion so it starts with reducing stress levels finding ways to reduce stress levels which is why we go through things like you know meal planning or finding a time to, to pause and have a break have a, have a meditation those sorts of things because that reduces the stress levels and then we look at balancing those emotions by by really um, connecting in with your body because a lot of people are emotional eating a lot of people are emotional drinking a lot of people are emotion like the anxiety is is coming in more and more as well and people not being able to sort of really work out where that's coming from 
is is having a real impact on their health. If you're starting to talk negatively to yourself and you're having some of those negative thought patterns, it really affects the the way that your body digests food. It affects the 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 cortisol levels. It affects your hormones. And then once your hormones are affected, your moods are affected and your sleep's affected and all of these sorts of things roll on from that. So the mindset stuff, the emotional things are, are what we work on first, no matter what. If you've come in to stop smoking, if you've come in to lose weight, if you've come in to reduce anxiety or stress levels or anything, it's that emotional stuff that happens first. Yeah, have you noticed uh, um, any significant changes since um, March last year with your clients or, you know, old and new um, because of lockdowns and so forth? Is, you know, have you noticed any significant changes in mental health? Absolutely, I have. Um, I think people are identifying a lot more with anxiety um, and the fear. The fear stuff is coming in in spades and it's, and it's starting to seep into other areas of life. Rather than just being afraid of getting sick, people are afraid of going out. People are afraid of being judged. People are afraid of... Um, getting things wrong, of failing, you know, of being rejected. Like there's so much fear that's coming in. And because, uh, you know, we don't have these great tools of of being able to cope with these, these things or to calm our minds and release this negative emotion, it seems to be, yeah, creeping into those other parts of life and, and affecting relationships and affecting parenting and affecting eating as well. Yeah, I think it's... Um all these lockdowns they've got to stop <laughs> I think we just have to accept the fact that um, you know this virus is going to be around for for years to come and I don't think lockdowns are helping anybody really I think that that's just my opinion um, you know uh, how can you how can someone's mental health be improved if they're looking at the same four walls all the time you know and they can't leave their yard and and yeah, all that sort of thing right. so the I think I, the more I talk to people the more people are saying you know, they don't, they're not interested in going to parties anymore. They're not interested in going to networking events. They're not mm-hmm. interested in going out for dinner because the, you know, the, they've been told that to fear it, you know, and, they, and they're really taking that on. They're taking on that fear without knowing how to clear it and without knowing how to, you know, be really clear on what's going to be best for them mentally. They can't see past that fog that's happened around in the last 18 months. And, and people are really afraid of going out and doing those things now. Yeah, I- think they might be um yeah I've noticed a, a change um down here in Tassie just the way people I mean we haven't had lockdown for a long time but I still um see changes in the way people are behaving you know when they are going out you know practicing the social distancing and all that sort of thing so mm. even yeah. now so yeah it's the, there is a big fee factor and I just don't touch that because you might get sick yeah. And one of the reasons that I tell my story a lot to people is because of that hope. You know, people need to have hope. The longer that that, that things have gone on over this year and, and the more that we're sort of not seeing an end game, the more we're losing hope that things can go back to being great or things can go back to normal or things can change. And, and the more that people lose hope, that you know, the harder it gets, you know, the, the more despair there is, the more fear there is, the more anxiety there is. And so I talk to people about my story, tell people that I was a binge drinker, that I was overwhelmed, that I was burnt out, that, you know, my relationship with my son was very strained and that I wasn't coping very well with, you know, trying to be the mum and the dad and all of that sort of stuff, because I want people to have hope that they can, that they can change 
people that I've met and only have known me for the last few years can't even believe that I used to drink a lot or that I used to be a smoker or that I used to, you know, be depressed or any of those things, or that I would sit on the couch and watch Netflix all Friday, like for a whole Friday night, because that's not the kind of person I am now. And so when they can see the changes that I've made, they have that hope that things can change and that they can, you know, calm their mind and energize their body and de-stress their life. Yeah, I think um, having someone as an example is a, is a good thing. I, I know I'm speaking at a uh, an international women's forum next month, and uh, yeah, just um, about change and uh, you know, how people can be from one thing to another thing, and and sometimes it's hard even for families, you know, members of your family, to understand that you. Um, have changed your behaviour from, you know, when they saw you two years ago and to, you know, what you are now. So it, it's hard to get that across to them when they, you know, don't really see you all that time, all that often. And, um, yeah, so yeah, it, it's, it's just, um, it's a challenge, I, I think. Yeah, absolutely. People do, people have a sort of a snapshot of who you are in their head. And sometimes that can be really hard for them to change. You know, I know, um, my brother's 35 he's you know um engaged and he has a child and all that sort of stuff but when my friends who knew him as a teenager see him they're like oh my god I can't, <laughs> can't believe he's a real man now like you know <laughs> because of that that snapshot in time that they've got of him you know running around you know following us around when we were kids um and I know even for for my mum, she would say, what would you like for Christmas? I said, I'll oh, just give me money. And she'd go, no, because you'll spend it on alcohol. And I'm like, well, I don't even drink. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, but she had that snapshot of me in her head of when I was younger and I would, and I was drinking so much, you know. So, yeah, it's funny. It does, it takes quite a while for people to get used to the changes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I haven't had a drink now for like three or four years now. And but my kids still think that I'm a, uh, you know, I drink every day and I don't, yeah. I haven't had a drink, you know, and I gave up cigarettes as well, you know, about five years ago and you know, I don't smoke anymore. And, but yeah. it, it's, you're right, it's a snapshot. They think, well, mum, you know, if you're going to have one drink, you'll be drunk. And I thought, well, I probably will be now because yeah. I've had alcohol for such a long time. But <laughs> you know, I think I'm a bit frightened to have any just in case. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen after one. <laughs> no. No. So, Lucy, have you got some sort of um, um, exercise or, um, you know, mindset thing that you'd like to share with us before we um, we go off, off today? Yeah, sure. Um, one of the things that I, like, I do want to talk about is uh, another way of just reducing stress, which is really, really super easy, is having a pause in between tasks. So for someone who works in an office, every time you stand up out of your chair or every time you change your tab on your computer, just sit. Take a deep breath in and deep breath out. And it gives you that pause in between your tasks, which helps you to realize that one, you're achieving things throughout the day and two, you're just calming that nervous system. What happens often is by the end of the day, you've just gone from, you know, one task to the next task, to the next, rah, 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 rah. you've gone from work to home to parenting to partnering to, you know, being a chef to being a cleaner. You know, you do all of these tasks and you, you, you drop down exhausted at the end of the day and you feel like you've got nothing achieved because you've, you've just been on the go the whole time. Whereas if you take that time to have that pause in between, 
You can really identify the different things you have achieved over the day, but it also gives you a chance to change from, you know, maybe being the boss to being the, the person who speaks to the clients or to being the marketing executive to then being, you know, the person on the phone to then, you know, um, having that parenting role to having that cooking role, whatever it is. It gives you the chance to be present in the role that you need to take on next in a calm, in a much calmer way because it helps to calm that nervous system with that deep breath. And one of the best ways to do it is um, breathing in for the count of four and out for the count of eight because if we exhale for a longer count than we inhale, it's even more effective at calming that nervous system. Yeah, I didn't know that. I mean, I've um, quite often uh, heard about the uh, square, square breathing. Yes. So, and that's just four, 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 four. So yeah. eight is um is a good thing as, as long as you can um, exhale for that long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Could be six. If eight's too long, go for six. As long, or it could be, you know, three and six, two and four, anything. As long as that exhale is longer than that inhale, it does help to calm the nervous system even more effectively. And so, yeah, as sometimes I just talk to clients about having a having an anchor for when you do that breathing. So it could be every time you walk through the door or, as I said, every time you change tabs on your computer, every time you stand up out of your chair, every time you have a drink of water, also have a nice deep breath. There's, you know, create a little trigger or an anchor within your life that can help you to remember to have that pause and to have that breath to just help you reduce the stress throughout your daily life. Yeah, anchoring's a good thing too. I've never really mastered the um, the art of anchoring, but um, I someone told me about it. So if I'm going to go make a um, a talk somewhere and I'm nervous, and nerve, uh, you know, fear really is that you should change it and flip it to yeah, I'm excited, I'm not yeah. fearful. But yeah, anchoring was one of the things, and you know, press on a certain part of your body and 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 do stuff and and just make sure you do that. So when you get nervous that anchors you with a pleasant thought and then you won't be fearful and you won't be anxious. So, yeah. yeah. But I've, yeah. Uh, that is one of the NLP tools that we use. Yeah, it's, yeah. I've never sort of, I keep forgetting to do it, but, yeah, it's a, yeah. Good, it's a good technique, though, when, it, when I remember to do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you can you can do it, um, you don't have to do it in the moment. So you could do it right now where you, you press on your knuckle, remember a time when you felt really calm, or really excited or really confident and you just remember that time and as you remember that time and you feel in here and see what you thought in that time you press on your knuckle while that while that emotion is really really vivid and and strong for you and you just do that with a few different memories and and anchor it into that spot and then it will be an anchor there for you yeah that's that's what I was learning and yep it's <laughs> I think oh god <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Maybe I just do it subconsciously because I just found myself anchoring on my knuckle here, and I thought, but I'm not nervous. <laughs> well, you might be anchoring your confidence that you're feeling right now. So then, next time you need it, you can press that, and it will come back to you. Good idea. Good idea. So, Lucy, where can people find you? Um, I'm on Facebook at Lucy Butler Head to Heart Health, and on Instagram at Head to Heart Health, and my website is Head to Heart Health au um, i'm mostly in facebook that's where i find um, that i love to play the most with people and, and give the most information 
I have a six day free challenge coming up at the end of October as well to help people reset and connect. So I'm just going to be doing little um, tips and tools every day with a, with a little activity with people every day, days, just to help reconnect with their bodies, calm the, calm the nervous system and reset a little bit before we go into some of the busiest times of our lives over <laughs> summer. Yes, yeah. sounds exciting. I have to keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Um, and Lucy, um, I'm not sure, have you written a book? I have not written a book. I have got um, an online course that I'm launching soon and a couple of um, e-books in that online course that people access as workbooks through the course, which is pretty exciting. That's going to be launching in November. Yeah, yeah. and I'm pretty sure you've won some awards too, haven't you? Um, this last year, I was the runner up in the Faith Award at the Freedom Awards and the Contribution Award at the Freedom Awards. Um, this year, I have been nominated in the SA Woman um, in Business Awards and also one of the Freedom Awards as well. So I'm looking forward to finding out more about that. That's pretty exciting to be nominated and recognised for, yeah, for the contribution that I've been making this year. It's been really exciting to know. Well, congratulations. Thank you. I know SA Woman, I, I was a member of, of, of the tribe there. Yes. And I lived in Adelaide. So it is full of amazing women. And honestly, Carly does an absolutely wonderful job trying to keep it all together. So. Oh, absolutely. It's one of the most valuable um, communities that I've been a part of since I've started in business and yeah I couldn't I couldn't be more grateful for the um, the amount of effort that Carly and her team put into that, mm. that place it's just yeah it's phenomenal it is it's terrific all right any last words of wisdom Lisa before we go today I think last my last words of wisdom I just take it if you if you can just take five minutes a day for yourself it's going to help you know, yeah. and you're worth it. You're all worth it. You're worth five minutes a day. It's it's worth it to try to just do something for yourself every day that helps to calm that nervous system and de-stress. It really does make a difference to your health and your happiness. Terrific. All right, Lucy, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. Thank you. All right. Have a great day. Awesome. You too. Thank you. Bye. Talking. With the experts.